Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you may be listening, thank you very much for tuning in to all you listening now. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I've had a very, very good week, a lot of energy, just a lot of focus. I certainly hope you have had a very good week as well. All right, so I want to start off today's show by one thanking everybody who went to my Facebook page at RYL Now. That's R spelled out, YL Now, and give me a like and a follow on it. I greatly appreciate that. And if you haven't done that already, um, please, it'll help me out. It will mean a lot. And if you have any comments on anything that I post there or about the show, feel free, leave your comments, likes, even show ideas. Um, I'll certainly look and see. And if you have the, if you have a topic that you would like me to discuss, I will certainly do that. But on today's show, I apologize in advance. Today's show is going to be a little heavy, little heavy because of some recent events or recent event rather that has happened and think it needs to be discussed. I guess first it is important and I have not done it this month and that's shame on me, but I want to give a big um, happy woman's month to all the women out there, um, to all the moms, all the women who are teachers, doctors, whatever your profession is, whatever you're passionate about, um, whatever, whichever way you impact this world, we appreciate you. I always say all the time that my mom is one of the greatest women I have in my life, and she's been a huge teacher to me. So to all the women out there, Happy Women's Month to you. All right, so as I may have heard, there was another mass shooting that happened this past Monday at King's Scooper store in Boulder, Colorado. Certainly thoughts and prayers go out to the families of the loved ones that had died. And with this happening, it's brought up the age-old debate that we've had in this country for what seems like forever, which is, do we need gun control? This type of question sparks debates from both sides of the argument. We have the ban all gun side um, of the debate. And then we also have the, we don't need to do anything or we need to add more guns to protect ourselves. Everyone has an opinion on the matter, understandably so. Um, and I'm going to give mine, but this issue isn't the easiest to come up with a solution. I mean, if there, if this issue was an easy topic, we maybe would have come up with a solution already. Um, but I'm going to uh, give it a try and give what I feel is a pretty reasonable start to what could help. 
Uh, first, let me say off the top that I disagree with the aforementioned thoughts on the issue. No, we should not ban all guns. That's a terrible idea. However, we also should not just do nothing or pass out more guns like they're a fundraising flyer. That's also a terrible idea. Secondly, I am pretty comfortable in saying that there is no such thing as making a problem like this completely go away. Um, Evil people or people with mental health issues who might cause this unfortunate problem um, just aren't going away. So I believe instead of taking a what can we change approach, I believe we need to take a minimize the damage approach to this problem. Um, Now I'm going to break down. I'm going to break this down as a two part solution since I don't think there's a one solution fix uh, to this sort of issue. So please bear with me. First, let's dive into what gun legislation needs to actually be passed. Um, The first thing that I would do, I would pass a law that states that unless a person is active military, no person will be able to get a military style gun. Uh, For example, like an AR-15 or a PSG-1, for example, just just to give an example. Um, Now, I've had this conversation with many gun owners um, or people in general who feel like without this type of gun, they wouldn't be able to protect themselves or their families without it. And I always counter by asking and have yet to really get a good answer to why we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves with a gun like a 45 or a Glock G19, uh, which has honestly, in my opinion anyway, uh, better control for someone uh, to fire without training uh, to fire a more powerful gun, because trust me, you do need training to be able to fire really any gun, but certainly those military style weapons. Now, will banning these type of guns stop mass shootings? No, but again, the goal is to limit the damage that can be caused. I do know that there has been studies for people who might be listening who know this, there have been studies um, done that show that many mass shootings, like the Virginia, like the Virginia Tech shooting uh, that happened back in 2007, was done via handgun. So no high ammunition firing gun like an AR-15. However, a gun that has 15 or less rounds in it to fire could make for less deaths than someone opening fire with a gun that has 30 or more rounds in it. Oh, I did forget to mention this earlier, but anyone that says that doing this will take away or go against your Second Amendment rights also needs to know and can go look this up also, by the way, um, that it says that you have the right to bear arms but not what type of arms you can actually bear. It's also supposed to be to protect us from military 
um, basically attacking its own people, um, according to the Second Amendment. But that's another story for another podcast, so I won't go too down deep into that rabbit hole. But this is a first step that I believe that we can do to help, again, minimize this problem. Stopping this is not the solution. Minimizing it should be. The second part of my solution to minimize this problem, which in my opinion would be the most important part of this solution, is to make it harder for people to get their hands on a gun. Now it's actually pretty damn easy to get a hold of one, and that needs to change. I mean, seriously, you could literally go into a store if you have an ID. Um, they do a real quick check to make sure you're not some, you know, you don't have some felony or something like that on your background. But if you don't, you can just go purchase a gun. Pretty, pretty simple. What I think should happen is first, uh, to even be able to buy a gun, you should have to have a gun license. You should have to have one. To get this license, the same, you know, courses or class uh, to get one that we have now, um, I don't think that actually needs to change. I just think there needs to be some added additions uh, to it. Um, for example, there needs to be training into um, helping a person understand situations when it's needed to use your gun and putting a person through a high stress situation test to help a person better know when they need to use it. Um, it is raining here outside my office that I shoot this in actually has a pretty big window and the rain is in it. So if you hear that rain in the background, I do apologize, but that's what it is. Um, I'm not being attacked or anything like that. Uh, back to my point though. Um, also everybody that wants to get their license should have to go through a mental psych evaluation that will test where you are, you know, from a mental standpoint. Uh, if you pass both, then you will get your license and then we'll be able to purchase a gun. I also believe, much like your driver's license, this should be a renewed um, thing where you have to actually retest to get it again. I don't have a perfect number. I just went with a round number of 10 years. I think it sounds like a good number to have to retest to get your gun license. Both of these things that I mentioned above, I believe, will be a good start to try and resolve this long debated issue in our country that we need to be willing. Um, in my opinion, we have to be willing and honest to have an open conversation around this topic Instead of just shouting each other down, which so far has led us to really not even address the matter with the seriousness that it deserves. Hopefully we can actually get there before we just start to become numb to all of this, because if that happens, I truly think we're going to need some divine intervention to save us. Look, gun control and gun knowledge, it's it's just important. And this two-pronged solution to minimize the guns that can be purchased and then, of course, to not only 
make sure people have their license, but they also have the training and have the psych evaluation done because I've heard a lot of people rightfully so mention about that, but this definitely should be a part of the process to be able to buy a gun. Just my opinion. I really hope we start to move that needle and we start to have those conversations and we actually are able to put some solutions or some processes in place so that way we can actually make this happen. Mass shootings, shoot killings or any kind for that matter, are just a tragedy on so many levels. I mean, the people who died that day in Boulder, Colorado, they were just going to the, I mean, some of those people were just going to make a grocery run. They were just going to the store and didn't even know they weren't going to be able to make it back home. Their families, their loved ones didn't know that they weren't going to make it back home. And no matter what side of the aisle you're on, I don't think anybody will have a, will actually be fine with that happen. I don't think anybody will. And because of that, we have to, at some point, start actually having these type of conversations and being willing to listen and be willing to actually maybe adapt our way of thinking in it. All right, let me hard pivot from this because I know this is a pretty heavy subject to talk about, but I want to pivot to another subject that honestly is also of great importance, in my opinion. Not so much this person, but the perception. So for the last couple of weeks, I'm sure that many of you have heard of the situation with Deshaun Watson. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's the quarterback from the Houston Texans. Just to give a brief rundown um, of the situation, um, he has been accused by, I think the count now is 16 women who claims that he either sexually assaulted them or made sexual advances towards them when he was trying to get massages from them. And because of this, Deshaun Watson is now, of course, having to defend himself as he should because, again, he feels that he is innocent in all of this. And now, not only people on social media, even some people in the media are starting to obviously question his character and question the type of person that he is, which leads me more to my bigger point in this matter, which is whether we like it or not, whether it's fair or not, your perception is your reality. Now, I know we have grew up in a society that has taught us to not really give a damn about anybody else's opinion and to a certain respect that is correct. For example, I come on my show that I do here and I say what I feel is actually going to be helpful to you all. Do I always have people that agree with me? Of course not. Trust me, I've heard it and I've seen it on social media. But it's not going to stop me from coming on here and voicing my opinion. So in some respects, it's healthy. But in other respects, 
it isn't because the person that we portray is the perception that is going to be built. We are able to build that ourselves based on our actions, by our words, and just how we go about our day to day. I want everybody to be mindful of looking every day at just what type of conversations you're having. What type of people are you hanging around? What things are you actually doing throughout the day? Because trust me, your perception will matter. I'll give you an example. There was a young man, I won't give his name obviously, of course, but that I worked with at one point at the company that I worked for. And he wanted to be promoted. He wanted to, you know, obviously be able to advance in the company. But he had this perception of him actually not coming to work. I had that at one point, too. But um, yeah, I think a lot of us maybe had that. So but follow me for a second. So he had this perception of not coming to work. Now, as he went on in his career path, he actually um, has started to clean a lot of that up. And then he went and interviewed. And it was one of the questions they brought up was his dependability. And because of that, he didn't get the job. And I remember later we talked and he was like, hey, you know, I think that's bushly because I've actually have been to work pretty consistently lately. And I, you know, told him, I was like, well, that's great that you've been able to do it lately. But let's think about this for a second. They built that perception of you based on your actions from the past. Now, he was like, well, that's not fair because I've actually done things correct. And I was like, you have, you have improved. However, perception that you build for yourself sometimes, unfortunately, can hang onto you. It's why Zig Ziglar, who if you don't know who he is, was a great salesman, always talked about first impressions. How you first, how people first perceive you is how they're going to actually see you, at least for the very immediate future. It's why every day what I try to do is make sure that the person I said I want to be I try my hardest to line up with every day. Am I perfect in this? God, no. I am not at all, in any way, shape, or form, perfect. Hell, I messed up today. But every single day and every single hour of the day, I'm making sure that I'm conscious enough to make sure that the values that I said I wanted to exhibit, the person that I said I want to be, I make sure that I actually show those qualities in my day-to-day. And by doing that, it's what's going to obviously not only help me and what I want to do, which is most important, but secondly, it's then going to paint 
and show people who I am, which will lead them to perceiving me the way that I am. Now, sometimes this can take, you know, time to build because, again, we all have our, you know, mishaps, faults, letdowns and all of that. And that's just part of life. That's going to happen. But it doesn't mean that you can't change your perception. The life that we have and that we live, we're the authors of our book. And because of that, we get to edit, rewrite, take out, add to our stories. So any perception that you want people to see, you and only you can actually change that. It's just up to one, do you want to? And two, are you willing to actually work at it every day? This isn't a one-time thing. This is a daily thing. This is a daily exercise. Can it be tiring sometimes? Sure. I mean, I have days like, for example, I try to pride myself on having patience and to be pretty level-headed. But are, some, are there some days I just want to be like, the hell to all this? Of course there is. Is there sometimes that when I'm in, when I get like that, does it show on my face? Of course it does. But I try to make sure I'm paying attention to my mood because I try to take care of my mental every day to know why I stand there. And when I see myself getting out of character, I then take some quick reevaluations of the situation and remind myself of this is who I'm actually trying to be. And I'm able to work my way back. Again, it's a daily thing. You all can do it, but just remember your perception is your reality, whether you like it or not, and and whether it's fair or not. All right. Let, let me end the show with let me, let, I want to end the show with uh with this um my favorite topic um segment really of the show, which is what the hell did they just say? And this one this week. Um, it's pretty interesting. So there's a gentleman by the name of Draymond Green. Some of y'all might have heard of him. He plays for the Golden State Warriors. He came out and actually said, and I quote, I believe I'm the best defender in NBA history. Now, what, see, th- here's the problem. Just off the top, anytime you say you're the best at something, you're automatically making yourself one of one. Which means there can't be a debate. That would be like me saying I'm the best looking guy that's ever been, which is a flat out false lie. (laughs) Now, had Draymond said hey, I believe I'm one of the greatest defenders, then, you know, hey, that we can maybe rock with that. Because I actually believe that, like, if they held a banquet, right, 
of all the best defenders in NBA history, Draymond Green going to make it? He's, he's, you know, one of. He's just not the best. And just off the top of my head, I didn't write this down. Y'all don't have no notes or nothing. I can rattle off some guys that are better than Draymond Green defensively. Um, let's go um, the late, great Kobe Bryant, nine-time all-defense. Let's go Michael Jordan, nine-time all-defense and defensive player of the year. Let's go Hakeem Olajuwon, two-time defend, uh, defensive player of the year. Dikembe Mutombo. Dennis Rodman, who played a saint, who played a similar position as him, just better. Scottie Pippen. Hell, he ain't even the best. And I, I mean, Kevin Garnett. He ain't even the best in his own era because I can go um, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert. I could go uh, Tony Allen, who later later end of it, but still, Tony Allen was a great defender. Bruce Bowen. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Gary Payton. This is just off the top of my head. I ain't writing this down. Lonzo Mourning, Tim Duncan, David Robinson. So I just named a lot of guys off the top of my head who are better defenders than Draymond Green. But yet he decided to utter, utter the words, I am the greatest ever, which... Yes, is having, I mean, this is so much of what the hell did you just say? You have other sports shows. Now, granted, maybe because they're hurting for content, but, um, or just trying to fill shows with content, but actually commenting on this because it's just that, just out of nowhere. He's not the greatest defender that's ever played in the NBA. He's certainly one of the best, though, so much respect to him. But yeah, that's the week's what the hell did you just say? All right, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here for this week. I appreciate you all tuning in. Again, if you like the show, want to leave a comment, want to bring up a topic that you'd like for me to talk about, go to my Facebook page at R-Y-L-Now. That's R spelled out, Y-L-Now on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a very good weekend. Peace.